the Cleaning Up Podcast, where we delve into topics that help you start and grow your cleaning business. My name is Cindy Wolford, and I created this program to help people just like you, and I also run my own cleaning company here in Cincinnati, Ohio. I wanted to talk today a little bit about my background and why I started this company and also why I decided to start helping other people through the Cleaning Up program. So just a little bit of background. I moved here to Cincinnati to go to college and I have an undergraduate degree in cello performance from the University of Cincinnati's College Conservatory of Music or CCM. And it's a pretty prestigious, world-renowned um, conservatory. And I have my undergrad in cello and I really enjoyed it very much. That's where I met my uh, husband. And we got married right after college, and we were married for a while, and then I decided to get my MBA. I wanted to have more of a business job, and I didn't really need another undergraduate degree, but I kind of needed something in the business field. So we were at a point where we didn't have kids, um, I could take a year off of work, and I got my MBA, which I really enjoyed now. When I was, let's see, 31, I, quote, retired <laughs> to have our first daughter. And then three years later came our second daughter. And things were okay in the house. I decided, though, to get a divorce. And so in 2012, the divorce was final. Because I had been off of work for so long, having our daughters, I was out of the workforce at that point for uh, seven and a half, eight years, I got, um, I was awarded three years of spousal support so that I could get them a little bit older, get them into school full time, and I could have some time to find a job. I knew that taking time off to raise our daughters would impact my job search, but I really did not realize how much it would impact my job search. I'm not saying that I would do things differently because I it is what it is and I very much am glad that I got to stay home but it it uh, it definitely hurt my chances I would send out my resume even with this MBA on it and I had such a hard time no one would even interview me let alone call me back after about a year I got a just a part-time job just for something fresh on my uh, resume and some fresh references and fresh experience, uh, but it was just part-time. And even after about a year and a half, two years of that, still no one would really even interview me for more than a $12 an hour job. And so as I was getting closer and closer to losing my spousal support, I decided, well, if no one's going to give me a job... I'm going to make a job. And I thought, what could I do? Let's see. Uh, I could mow lawns. I could babysit. I could clean houses. I could take dogs for walks and pick up dog poop. I mean, I, you know, I would make a job. I'm, I'm scrappy like that. And I really sat down and started thinking about it. What could I do that would be good within my girl's school schedule? What could I do that would make decent money? that I wouldn't necessarily have to work 40 hours a week because they were still little. They were still nine and six. And that was little enough that I wanted to be able to get them on the bus and get them off the bus if I could in the afternoon. So I decided that probably cleaning houses was going to 
be the big winner. I didn't really like to clean houses. I certainly didn't like to clean my own. I still really don't. Uh, but I really like to pay my bills and have a car to drive and live in a house. So I decided that I would get some, um, I would get some liability insurance. That's the first call I made before I even bought a vacuum cleaner or found a new client. I just thought to myself, I need liability insurance. I wonder how expensive it is. And I called my homeowner's insurance agent and I said, is this something you can do? And he said, absolutely. It's, I think my first year for myself was just $374 for the year. And I said, uh, sign me up <laughs> right then and there. I didn't even have to think about it. I didn't even get another quote. $30 a month sounded great to me. So with my liability insurance in hand, I started looking for people to clean. The first thing that I did was to create a email list of some local realtors and I emailed them out saying something like Cincinnati's newest cleaning company. Of course it was new. It was so new. It hadn't even had a client yet, but I left that part out. Uh, Cincinnati's newest cleaning company. We're now accepting clients. We'd love to have help you get yours buyers, or I'm sorry, uh, your seller's house is ready to sale and ready to list and ready to have awesome pictures. And I forget all what I said. And I did get a couple of bites actually from those initial emails. One of them was for a realtor's mother's house. I actually cleaned it and got it ready to list for sale. And when she moved, we actually kept her as a client and she is still a client to this day, which is exciting, four and a half years later. The other person that actually was my very first cleaning, my very first cleaning, this realtor called and she said, I actually need help with my house. And I said, great. And I recognized her last name. And when I went to clean, I started in the upstairs bedroom and I looked at some pictures on the wall and it was indeed her husband had delivered both of my daughters. So that was kind of neat that my very first cleaning was for somebody I knew, although that's not why I got the cleaning. It was because of, because of the wife. But anyway, so that was kind of neat. So my first month I had bought, I had spent, oh, I'm going to say about five to six hundred dollars. I got a really big shark vacuum and a nice mopping system and a whole bunch of cleaning, uh, microfiber cleaning cloths. I got Clorox cleanup. I got all these different cleaning supplies. It was just, it was crazy how much I spent. I spent about between five and six hundred dollars. And uh, my first month, I made six hundred thirty-two dollars. <laughs> I think it was about four, four or five cleanings my first month. And I thought to myself, okay, that's 600 bucks. I pulled this out of the air. I made $600 up here out of thin air. I didn't wait for somebody to give it to me. I went out and found it and I was able to pay some bills that month. And I thought, okay, okay. And then uh, month two, I got even more clients and at the time, I used Thumbtack a lot. Thumbtack is a lead system, and it was different in 2015 than it is today. It was just the model that they used was very different, and I had a lot better success rate at that time than I think people do now. Now I think Thumbtacks kind of shot themselves in the foot, but that's a whole other podcast. So anyway, so I, I did a lot of um, 
lead buying through Thumbtack. And my second month, I made $1,358, which again, wasn't bad. That's all, that was almost enough to re replace my spousal support, which was, I think, $1,700 a month. So by month three in March of 2015, I made uh, about $2,400. And I, and I decided to quit my other part-time job that I still was hanging on to because they only paid me 14 an hour and I was earning $30 an hour cleaning houses. So I was earning more than double what I was at the little part-time job. So they were sad to see me go and sort of mad, but you know, how could they really blame me to make more than twice as much money? So by month four, by April, I made $3,400 in April, and that was about as much as I wanted to make or could make working just myself. I maybe, if I didn't have kids, I probably could have started earlier in the day. I could have started cleaning at eight or could have kept cleaning until five, but I really only wanted to clean from about nine to four or nine to three thirty, nine to four, right in that range. And so $3,400 was about the most I was going to make. So by April, I had to decide if I was going to start telling clients, no, I don't have any more room, my schedule's full, or hire someone. And one of my big philosophies in life is we can try just about anything once or for a little while, for a few weeks or for a month. I can hire one person and see if I like it. And if I do, great. If I find it hard to manage, it's impossible, whatever, just whatever. I can tell this person, I'm sorry, this isn't working out. I need to go back to being a solo cleaner. So in April of my first year, I hired my first employee. And then uh, we kept growing by May. And then by June, I had a full schedule and sh her schedule was almost full too. And I kept getting new clients. So in June, I hired my second employee. And then in July, I hired one. And then I think in September, I hired one. So I ended the year in January of 2015. I ended the year with six employees. I had 60 residential recurring clients. And I had hoped to make about eighteen dollars or $20,000 for myself. And instead... Together, we grossed $95,000 our first year. I just couldn't believe it. So ever since then, we have just continued to grow and grow and grow. And now we are up to, see, this is April of 2019. We're now up to nine cleaners. They're not quite all full-time. Two of them are part-time, but um, the other ones are, are full-time. I have a full-time office manager and she is actually my employee number three that I hired and she has risen through the ranks from cleaner to trainer to um, I started delegating some tasks where I, I had a small credit card in the business name and so she could go out and replenish cleaning supplies for me and all kinds of other things. So she has really just risen through the ranks and just does a great job. And her name is Leslie. And by the way, everyone needs a Leslie. She is just amazing. She is 
amazing as an office manager. She is amazing as a human being. I just can't recommend Leslie enough, but she's all mine. You have to find your own Leslie. Okay, so that's where we are now. About two and a half years ago, I moved from my house, having my office in my house, to my office over here in a small strip right near my house, which is very handy. And this way people aren't coming and going at my house to get cleaning supplies. And I, I really was not getting a lot done at work at home. Now when I come into the office, I get so much more done. I'm so much more efficient, it's really good. So I was probably at the 18, 15 to 18,000 a month level before I got an office. And that, so that's where we were for that. I really recommended it for me. So that's kind of the growth of my cleaning business. The other thing that I've noticed is I'm in a lot of groups on Facebook and there are some industry coaches, cleaning industry coaches. There are a lot of them are out there. Some of them are just coaches. Some of them are, they've written their own programs or they've created their own programs. For the most part, they are very, very expensive. I'm talking... 5000 to nine or $12,000. When I did my first month, I made $632. I couldn't afford anything like that. And for myself, I didn't need a program because I did have an MBA. I have a fairly entrepreneurial mind. That's just how my mind tends to work, which is good. Uh, but not everyone does. A lot of people need to make their own income, but they're not sure how, or they know how to clean, but they don't know how to properly clean as a business and to properly be able to charge what a business needs to charge. So I, I was very lucky and not everyone is in that position. I was getting very frustrated at the level of some of these programs and that I had a feeling that the information they were providing wasn't rocket science, wasn't anything different than I could provide to somebody. I just felt that they were taking advantage of people who start their own companies. So what I did is I wrote a workbook about a year and a half ago. I just plunked down and I wrote a workbook and it was a super dense, packed, jam-packed, spoon-fed, information-rich book that could take you from zero to cleaning as full-time as you want to clean within just a few months. And by zero, I mean zero industry experience, zero knowledge. Uh, step one, you need to have some liability insurance. Step two, you need to register your business. I mean, I really spoon-fed every single little teeny tiny step to be able to have your own solo cleaning business. And I even went so far as to so you have a cleaning business, how do you hire employees? How do you track them? How do you manage them? How do you train them? Training employees is the biggest mystery to so many cleaning companies. So I've developed this whole system and the workbook has so much information and it. it's great, but it is so dense. It's too dense and it really needed further parceling out. So what I've decided to do is I'm actually releasing an online course where, and there actually will be two online courses. One is going to be zero to fully booked solo cleaner. 
and then a second course that will set, that will take you from fully booked solo cleaner to a company with employees, marketing, accounting, tracking, all that good stuff. And we're going to take it week by week. We're going to go through the information together and it will be in pieces that you can do in digestible pieces that you can do together. We'll have, unlike most of the other programs that I know of, it will have a 21 day money back guarantee. If the program isn't working for you, if you don't see how it's going to help you in 21 days, you can have a refund. So you will be learning more about that in the, in the few next few weeks. But I wanted to kind of wrap up this little podcast with some things that I believe. I started this business because I needed money. And because I started with myself in the field, in other words, I, you know, I was cleaning in the field and I was cleaning for mm, about the first year and then about 10 or 11 months out of the second year. And that's when I stopped having any regular clients. I still on occasion jump into the field or sometimes we have really, really big projects that we just need all hands on deck. Me, Leslie, everybody's cleaning. But now it's very few and far between. And I believe that because I started in the field, I am a better business owner. I'm a better boss. I am better at marketing. I I am better at wrangling clients when they have issues. I'm better at wrangling employees when they have issues. I'm just better. Some people will say, you don't need to start in the field. You can start your own cleaning company. You don't need to clean. And while maybe you technically could do that, I don't recommend it. I think one of the best things I did was start in the field. Well, I had to start in the field. The other thing that I believe is that employee focus and employee importance is the number one factor to my success and to the success of my business. By focusing on the employee, and what I mean by that is caring about them as human beings, not just as workers. I care about them as human beings and I pay well. I start my employees at $12 per hour. I'm here in Ohio and our minimum wage is $8.10, but this is not a minimum wage job. So I don't care what the minimum wage is. I start them at $12 per hour and then we grow to 13, 14. I want them making $15 an hour by the time they've been with me for one year. And that's because I want them to be able to pay their bills. When I have an employee who is well paid and can pay their bills, they are more able to be present at work. They can leave their problems at home because they don't have as many problems. It's really a good thing. And then when they are able to be more fully present at work, they do a better job cleaning. We have fewer, we have fewer client complaints. We have fewer client issues. Clients keep writing checks. <laughs> they keep giving us our credit cards. You know, that, and that makes me happy. And that makes me to be able to grow to the point where I could hire my office manager. So by making the employee the number one focus of our company, it makes all the other parties in the company succeed. 
There are no shortcuts. There are no 90-day programs. There are no, there's just no shortcuts in this business. You have to have your nose to the grindstone and the, your feet to the pavement and do what needs to be done in order to succeed. There are no shortcuts. If you want a simple, not easy, but a simple blueprint for success in the cleaning industry, here are the four things that you need to do. You need to have legitimacy. That means you need to be a legitimate business, not under the table. You need to have insurance. You need to be a registered business with your state or county or however that works. So you need to be a legitimate business. Second thing, you need to be trustworthy. You need to do what you're, you've said you're going to do. You need to remember to lock the door when you leave. Don't lose pets. If you break something, which you will break something. So when you break something, hopefully it's something little like a glass, you immediately tell the client. They don't find out because they find it in the trash. They found out because you texted them. Being trustworthy and legitimate, those two things are the most important things to you being successful. The third thing is quality. Do a good job cleaning every time. Doesn't have to be absolutely the best. I mean, if it's the best job cleaning every time, great. That's, that's fantastic. But if you can have good quality, you need, that is, that's good enough. And then the last thing is consistency. So if every time you're there, let's say you clean a nine out of 10. Every time you're there, clean a nine out of 10. If you can have good quality and are consistent about it, your clients aren't going anywhere and you'll be able to raise rates if you need to because you're a legitimate, trustworthy, high quality, consistent cleaning business. So those are the four steps, the four secrets to being and having a successful cleaning business. They're simple, but they're sure not easy. If they were easy, everybody would do it. All right, so that's a little bit about my background and kind of how I've gotten to where I am. If you have any questions, you can visit my website, which is cleaningup.co, C-O, not .com, .co, cleaningup.co. And you can even visit my cleaning company's website, just if you want a little bit of inspiration. And that's Clean House Cincinnati, all one word, Clean House Cincinnati, C-I-N-C-I-N-N-A-T-I dot com dot C-O-M. So you can take a look at those two websites. You can reach out through either of those, any questions, and keep uh, stay tuned in the podcast, and you will hear more and more about the online classes that are going to be affordable, are going to give you what you need to do to have a successful, growing cleaning business. Thanks. Take care. Mm-hmm.